Okay. Episode whatever this is. I'm going to drop four? the decimal. Yeah, I'm dropping decimals. I can't keep track of them. Okay. So episode four according to iTunes. All right. Uh, also, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on iTunes so far. I don't know if you've seen. And I even got sketched out. I tried to look and make sure that it wasn't like, my mom, coming in, sweetie. You're doing so great. So it is legit. There are real reviews. I was really excited to see it. Um, so if you haven't yet, make sure you do that. Yep. But really, I don't think our moms are going to be the ones reviewing on iTunes. If, they, if, they, if I saw my mom review on iTunes... I would call her immediately thinking she got abducted. I don't I think my mom still uses a Walkman. I'm not really sure if she knows how to like click into iTunes and navigate the tech waves. So if I see her with headphones on, it's not AirBuds, guys. It's going to be like the old foam with the headband. Remember that? And then they switched to a disc man. The disc was great, especially God. when it got ESP. Do you remember ESP? Yeah, I had the button. I didn't know what it was for though. What's ESP for? It it basically like kind of like went ahead on the CD so you could have it bounce and it wouldn't skip. Oh, so it was like stab- stabilizer. Yeah, you could take, you could open up the, is it called, was it still a Walkman? The Walkman was for tapes and the Discman was okay. the flat one for the CDs. Yeah, so you could open it up and you can like wedge this thing to make it still spin so you could watch it spin. I don't know if you've ever done that. Oh, no. So you just trick the Discman into thinking it was closed so it would spin, but you could take your finger and stop it. And if you stopped it, the ESP 45, I think it stood for like 45 seconds of like memory that you could stop it before it would skip. If anybody else just blacked out during that, uh, don't be sad because I did too. I'm not sure where the intelligence is coming from and I may not be it's halfway through my coffee yet, but we'll get to it. But just realize those were our problems back then mm-hmm. that we had to deal with. You want to know what one of my biggest problems was in the last... It was probably last week. Um, Really trying to engage more on Twitter. I know. I know. Carly, why are you doing that? Bring it it back in. But just listen to why. So you you can talk to a lot of big corporations and get responses very quick. So I fly United and Southwest a lot. Engagement, great. Did you upgrade me? Awesome. They want to cover up any boo-boos because you have one bad customer, you're going to hear about it. The great ones, not so much, but it's awesome. So I am on a mission currently. I got in a, not a Twitter war, but an engagement with General Mills. I'm not sure if you're familiar with General Mills. They uh, are the backer behind such fine products as Lucky Charms and my childhood favorite, which goes with our entire podcast theme, Dunka fucking Ruse. Now, if you're a listener and don't know what Dunkaroos are, what? I have, I, I have no idea. Dunkaroo? Everybody can go ahead and shut this off right now. You don't know what Dunkaroos are? I, I'm going to need the Dunkaroo army after you listen to this. They'll go ahead and like tag and post and do everything. I feel like Duncan Dunkaroo was a character or something. No. So Dunkaroos were a childhood snack. You know, do you remember Handy Snacks? Nope. We're not that much different in age. I have no. Did you live in like a different part of Tampa? My, my mom was a different mom than yours. So, oh. actually, no, she wasn't because there's five yeah. in yours and yeah. four in mine. Dunkaroo. Just describe okay. it because so maybe I don't remember. It's like the name. A, a snack that you would have had in your lunchbox, and it's long and it's got the little plastic thing on top, and there's two containers. One is longer on the left and a shorter one on the right. Oh, with the cheese? So that's a handy snack. Good job. Came with a stick. 
it's like the your own kindergarten charcuterie board, if you will. Charcuterie? Yeah, Carly. Okay. The little red stick. Yes. So that's like fancy cheese board for a kindergartner. Dunkaroos, on the other hand, is like the exquisite culinary dessert for the kindergartner. You have your Dunkaroo cookie on the left, which was familiar with a Teddy Graham, and you dunked them, hence the name Dunkaroos, kangaroo, you dunk them into the icing on the side. Well, I'm pissed because they're discontinued, and I'm like, my kids are not going to have this experience. So I told them I would give them some of my 401k if they would bring them back. I'll have to update you on the next episode because I haven't gotten very far, but they have responded to me. I'm pretty sure the logo is a kangaroo. Yes, it was blue, okay. and then he okay. has... I, I know what it is. We're yeah. back on the same page. So if everybody could get on Twitter and tell General Mills to bring it back, I really think we can do it. And they, we're the consumer here. If they want to make money, they need to listen to what our responses are anyway. And I really need those back in my life, not just for my kids, more selfishly for myself as an adult. They're amazing. But you, you bring up a good point with Twitter. Uh, my roommate in college, whenever something goes bad at a big like time restaurant or big time anything, he goes on Twitter and just says, X, Y, Z, this went, this went bad, blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, five minutes later, he gets a message direct to him. If you called them, you'd be on the phone for 30 minutes just waiting. Oh, yeah. You can't really get anywhere. with So customer service has a little inside gig that Dennis and I will know. Um, if you're going to call a number for like customer support, unless they're a small business that has their stuff together, you're not going to get somebody on the phone immediately. Secondly, you're going to get to a call center. They only are allowed to do things at a certain amount or permitted to comp you something or make a correction. Then they have to go to their supervisor. So if it's something super important, just get on the phone and immediately say you want to speak to their supervisor or say you want to speak to somebody in your own country because a lot of times they outsource all that stuff and I'm not trying to be racist or anything but Ishbu is probably not going to give you the best quality you can hate me for that I don't care it's the truth um, so always say you want to speak to somebody in your own country but I'm telling you Twitter's the easiest platform to get the quickest responses because the people now they pay to handle corporate social media they got quotas they have to meet they have engagement they have to meet so you gotta gotta be up on Twitter. So if you're gonna be on that that Yelp slash like I need help game, Twitter is the the avenue. Because if yeah. you Yelp something, they're, if they're a small business for sure, they're probably not monitoring it. You know, so you're gonna Yelp and then it's just gonna sit on Yelp. But if you go on Twitter, if yeah. you go on social media and you reach out directly to the companies, you can get responses. Yeah, just at them with a comment or a picture that'll give you even more because that immediately shows up to their account. Um, sometimes a lot of the good companies will wait so it won't be posted immediately. Um, but they'll keep the bad stuff on just so they can show that they are reaching out and they're commenting because they know that some bigger companies will just hide it and not let that stuff show up. But, um, it's really good for engagement, which brings me to my second platform for today. Do you have, and I think you might, do you have a LinkedIn profile? Yeah. Okay. So for everybody else out there that does not, even those sociology majors that work at the fruit stand that we talked about earlier, you need a LinkedIn profile. I feel like this is the most, uh, it just, they're, it's not considered for engagement or anything. And I'm like, do you know how many opportunities you're missing 
when you're not even looking from recruiters that use LinkedIn, some Facebook, but usually you separate social is more Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, it just sticks to business and podcasts and what jobs you've had, what experience you've had. Other people are looking for great talent. And if you don't even have that up there, it's free to use, use a professional. You don't even have to wear pants for your profile picture. Just stand against a wall, put a blazer on, take a selfie, upload it and put your info. Come on. You don't always have to wear pants. Yeah, but LinkedIn is probably one of the least aesthetically pleasing social media platforms. It just like is a jumble of just See, I have got I th- I used to not engage with it as much, but now I think because I've gotten deeper into the industry and I know my own contacts and I've I've branched out and for my own personal growth, I've helped other people not just in our area, but I for traveling, you know, you meet whoever. I love connecting people, and I think LinkedIn has been the most beneficial for helping younger people um, really connect. Like, I've been able to set up lunches from there was somebody that wanted to get into the finance industry, a friend of mine, and he didn't know anybody. He had just moved here. He had like a variety of experiences, but it, it wasn't like your standard. I got a degree in finance, and I have a business degree, and I just weren't to work for somebody like PwC or something. He had different an array of them. So I was like, no, I know somebody. He's in his late 40s. This guy was in his late 20s. We went to lunch. They got along perfectly. They would have never known that had I not, like he had to have a profile picture and just his basic experience. You don't even have to update. You could check LinkedIn once a week, but it's just another avenue for people to be able to message you and say, Dennis, I saw you guys own the candle pour My company is in town. We want to do something for the night. Do you guys ever do that? I mean, you can have a website. That's great. But what's driving traffic there? I know it takes a lot of effort and some people get way too into their personal brand and try to just, well, this is me, blah, blah, blah. Nobody really cares. When they're looking for you, you want to have as many options for them to get a hold of you is what I'm saying. We are on LinkedIn with the candle pour. Like that's all set up. But my favorite thing about LinkedIn. Yes. It's gotten better. I will say. No, my favorite thing about LinkedIn is when you forget, like for me personally, when I forgot that I had this random job that I did in college that I forgot to like close out on the... Oh, and it says you still work there? Well, and then people all send you your one-year anniversary or your two-year, like, congrats on your anniversary. It's oh, like just, yeah. And it's just a button they press. It's not like, hey, Dennis, like, it's awesome. I can't wait to come out and like see it. It's just congrats on your, univers- or your anniversary. And it's just a 30 or of 40 it. of just people going click, 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 click. Yeah. Do you think they realize that that's happening? Do you have that happen to you? Have you had that yeah, happen? Yeah, so there, there's actually people that I've... Uh, just because I almost keep it on while I'm at work because if you... Between clients and I'm almost like a broker, like a go-between kind of person for my industry. So I get people that reach out to me on there uh, and email. And then the close contacts that I do business with on regular will just text me or call me. But I have that open sometimes just as a window while I'm at work so that if somebody you know, had a question or said, hey, we're all getting together. Hey, do you know this? Blah, blah, blah. If I see on their profile that something's wrong, I'll message them and just be like, hey, just an FYI, can you change this? It's really bothering. They probably think I'm just like completely OCD or something, but it does help them. Like you just need the basics of LinkedIn. It's legit just putting your resume and your experience online. You can change it, edit it. You can see jobs online too. I think on LinkedIn that you haven't even been able to see before. You can search by salary, all kinds of stuff. I think it's the best 
career tool, even though it has a crap ton of work to do, I think it's getting there, thank God. No, it's phenomenal. For yeah. Professionals, especially in corporate environments, it is phenomenal. It's a great way of sharing information, sharing your resume. Um, but there's a lot of young people that just got into their first job and they're like, I nailed it. I'm making 50 grand. They're, I mean, tr- if I made 50 grand out of college, sold. Like, somebody give me a margarita, it's party time. I would have been just blowing my check every week. But, like, what they don't understand is, guess what? You could make double that. Just make yourself a LinkedIn profile, put your experience, and make sure people know what you're doing and what you're great at and what your skill set is because a lot of them get into careers and they just hide. That's why recruiters have so much trouble because the young people are like, it's LinkedIn. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. But it really does have its advantages just by having – just by having your, like, little stamp there. No, I agree. I'm a big supporter. If more people were on it, I could help more people. So come on, people. She's actually – this is not uh, sponsored by LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, this is not an ad. (laughs) Although we will probably have this in the future because we're going to be really super famous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mom, this is not an ad. Yet. (laughs) But, but yes, no, no. So social media – I don't even call that really social media LinkedIn. That is a professionally, like professional connecting site. Um, so it's like networking. Networking. It is a networking site, but it's not like the social words. Or Job it search. Be. It should No, I be. think it should but just some be... people do. They treat it and they rant and it's hilarious. But yeah. it's like, this is a professional site. You can, you can tell the people that try to get like political or share stuff that's stupid. It really needs to be like... Industry focus, sharing articles about your career, what's the new thing in uh, community engagement in your area, stuff like that, just to stay. I think it's good because if your network is on there, then you're able to see more stuff that they post and you can like kind of keep up with everything that's going on because the news outlets and everything. Um, But that brings me to another point. We had somebody, I won't mention your name, but I know you're listening. So shout out to you, my friend. Um, He brought us a good question through Instagram that I thought would be great to get your opinion on. So he said, for the entrepreneurs out there, how would you manage chasing your dream but also being a great parent slash spouse? That's a loaded question. Right? Good God. So So I'll let you go first on that one. So that term entrepreneur, I feel like, is being used way too liberally. Um, people just want to be an entrepreneur. When About anything. It sounds great. Like you were talking last time, like those business coaches and stuff where it's just like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Or like when someone says they're a CEO and there's one person in their company. Yeah. But I digress. Um, so being a parent and, and a being spouse. an entrepreneur and a spouse – so I'm in a unique position to where I work with my spouse at yeah. the company. Right. So that, I mean, some people probably couldn't do that, but that keeps that dynamic. At least we see each other all the time. It's not like I'm doing late nights. I never see her and I come home and we spend like 10 minutes a day. I mean, we're with each other every day, all day. So we're different on that circumstance. But being a parent and being an entrepreneur, you are definitely putting in you know, 12, 14 hours a day. Um, The business you're doing is almost like another baby. So it's almost like another kid and you have to give it a ton of attention, Um, which unfortunately with your other kids, they could just get less. 
and that it may not even be attention because when I actually see uh, my son and my daughter now, I give them way more attention because I know I only have this fragment amount of time to be with them, um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in a way, it's almost good for me because when I was with them all the time, you almost get stressed out because you're just like, there's no time to be an adult. But now you're doing all your adulting when you go see the kids you're definitely more engaged. Yeah. But to balance anything, there's no, I don't think there's a magical solution. Like I still haven't even seen my nephew. He was born two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. It was last yep. Friday. Yeah. I, the one day kind of time period I had off, I reached out and just things were going crazy at their house and I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that goes over there while... I was going to say, you haven't missed much because right when you have that baby, the last thing you want at the beginning is anybody showing up. So And I know that. The three-week time frame, I think, is the good one to be like, hey, and don't come fucking empty-handed too. Always be... And don't even ask them. I'm, don't steal my idea either because I haven't seen your nephew either. Um, we're just bringing pizza over and I'm not going to tell him unless she hears this. So pretend you didn't hear it. Surprise. Um, but I think you are more of the exception than the rule when it comes to the business relationship that you guys have. Because I see a lot of entrepreneurs that it goes back to the whole thing of everything looks fake on social media. You see Gary V and all his success and you're like, I could do that. I could get on social media. And these people have these just crazy dreams with no experience behind it. They just want to go from zero to 60 And so they think they can do it. But in reality, my advice on this question is the way to manage your dream is you have to take care of your business and your family first. Whatever your main line of income is to support your family, you have to have that. And then you have something on the side like a hobby or something that is a trait that you're perfecting. Like you don't switch that switch to full time until you're finally balancing that income where that hobby is making more money finally and you have the luxury to say, okay, now I can run full speed. And just because you start making that amount of money in one month does not longevity that make. So you need to have like a forecasting plan to keep those clients, to keep the service going, to keep everything. And I think a lot of people, they're almost blinded and they're like, no, this is what I do. This is what I am now. Okay, but you realize you have actual bills to pay you're a husband and you're a father. Like you can't just skip out because you think you're this big mogul. And I, there's two people I know right now that I would say are completely jaded by how they think they're perceived in the Tampa area. And they're in fact not perceived that way at all. The quality of the work that they're producing is not great as they tote it. Second of all, if your work is great, I've said this before, it's not something you need to tote. You need to be humble as shit and people are already knocking down your door. You don't go around saying, I'm the best at this and I can do everything. You either do one thing great or you do everything shitty. That is the rule in business. You ever meet someone that comes in and says, well, I'll do your social media. I can do your website. I can do this. I can do that. You need to start backing up because there's t- a lot of effort that goes behind digital things, behind PR behind a business plan, like, God forbid, they start pitching you on all these things. You need to have a discussion with somebody and it needs to be right. But these people genuinely are quitting their full-time jobs because they feel their perception on social media and the feedback they're getting is so great. It's so sad. Let's say we put this pod, this episode out. You'd be able to judge by like 
likes if something went viral or the views or something, for somebody else in the real world to not be able to see that, like these people I'm talking about, if you have 14 likes on something and you've been doing it for two years, we got, we got a problem. Well, How do you tell that person? Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that's going to sting. And I'm going to need answers from you. Because oh you're God. way nicer than I am. How would you say it? I'm very blunt. Well, here, here, here's the big thing is if you don't have kids, you have a lot more flexibility to do stuff like that. But you, you still, just, let's say you just have a spouse. Well, you have a responsibility to that person. You do. You do. And if you're on the same team and the same game plan and you kind of have that same vision, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So if you just quit your job in the middle of the night because you feel like you want to be an Instagram star or something right. and don't tell your spouse, that's a problem. But if you're like, I'm so going how do you to, address it? But if you have a game plan where you're going to simplify your life, get rid of a lot of bills, you can do stuff like that to build some kind of brand. That's oh, yeah, you can cut back. I got that's you. That's the biggest thing is if We're you not. can cut back, if you can, you can do really cool <coughs> things. Right. Whoa. You okay? Yeah. I think I she's, getting, she's, she's getting Ebola from her, from her triple It might be tuberculosis from Hawaii. I'm not going to lie. But I, I would want to tell that person, look, I don't know what you're doing. You definitely need to get a full-time job so that you can afford things for your family and do what you're doing on the side. You don't, this is not a full-time career. And they're doing it full-time yeah. for two years. At, at minimum. Mm. Because the hard part is you have these people who have done this path yeah. and it's five years in and they finally get the traction. So they come out with that video or that podcast that says, well, those first five years, nothing was happening, but I stuck to it and I really put my head down and boom, it's not overnight. So these people two years in still could have that dream in the back of their head that it's still going to happen. They could, but you can't be eaten out of a trash can when you got kids and a spouse. Like this one woman that I know, she thinks she's like God's gift to PR Mm -hmm. and in reality, the people that I've talked to that have worked with her in the past, there has not been one good thing. They would not work with her again. And I'm just like, you have a husband who is now taking on all the brunt of the bills. She has like two kids that are in middle school. She's older, but that's not, how is that even fair? Like, I don't, I don't think she really sees what she's doing. What was she doing before? You don't have to give me an example. She had like a, a traditional normal? nine to five. Okay. Um, she wasn't bad in her industry. She was fairly good, but she decided to go off. And it was right when all this like tech digital stuff got big with social media. And she's like, well, I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And now she's like trying to promote small businesses. And it's just not the way she goes about doing business is not great. Her reputation is not great. And I just feel like she. There's no humbleability, if that's a word. Uh, we'll call it a word. Yeah. And I just, I feel bad because it's like, I want to shake her and be like, what are you doing? You can still totally do this on the side, but you're not contributing. And it's almost like she's getting sucked in. And I feel like a lot of people get sucked in to the perception of online versus reality. And, you know, if we were back in the... uh Tom and Jerry days, I'd slap her like a cartoon, but that's not professionally acceptable. So how do you tell these people? Depends how close a friend you are. Yeah. It also depends on you realizing that 
some shit is just out of your control. People are going to be making these decisions. They may make this decision in a business. They may do it something completely off, but I don't know when it becomes our right to be like, you know, you're not doing this right or yeah. you should stop. If it was like my brother. Yeah, here we go. Um, And they had kids. Again, this is yes. different. Yes, not just like a single person yeah. doing whatever do you whatever, want. Fine, do it. Whatever the hell you want. If they have kids... And you could tell, like, there was a not- noticeable kind of, like... People around you are seeing, like, what the hell is he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Then you'd have that discussion. But if it's just, like, a casual friend... Yeah, it's sad. It's like, okay, have fun. And especially if they have the ability to go back and do a 9 to 5, if it's not working, let's just say, shit, yeah. they hit the fan, then if they're good at something that they were before, they can always bounce back on that. So at least they've tried. But again, when you have children... And I don't know their financial circumstances. Yeah, yeah. This is just a. Um, it all. There's so many factors. There's so many factors. If the husband's like perfectly cool with, I just want to go to work. I'm paying the bills. Follow your passion. Great. Yeah. Fine. Some people are like that. But if you came to me tomorrow and was like, Carly, I'm going to be an accountant, I'd be like, Are you? No, you're not. What? Like, I think that's what makes me a good friend, like a genuine, real good friend. If you came to me now, if you said something like indie race car driver and you used to race in high school i'd be like i'm down i would go on the weekends but again make it a hobby kind of thing before you get paid but like if you dead serious were like i'm gonna be an accountant i'd be like you you didn't go to school for that you can't just be an account i can't just wake up and be the ceo like so i'm gonna go to school and be an accountant then what do you say oh i'd be all for that but then i'd be like well how are you really going to do that? Are you going to, is it night school? Like what's our plan? Cause as a genuine concerned friend, I don't want to see any of my friends ruin their life. Like really think things through. You can totally do stuff, but make sure you have a plan. Yeah. I'm thinking like my friends like probably would be like, uh, it's just, I'm going to be a fishing guide. That's a good one for me. I have friends that, like Oh yeah, fish. I know a few. So let's just pretend I'm going to quit and be a fishing guide, which you can do. But it is, they don't understand how much work and how hard it actually is to do that. Correct. And how long it takes to build a book of business. Yeah. But you can do that if you have a plan that makes sense. Yeah. So I think the whole point is, you know, you can actually do these things. And I know everybody's like, you can be whatever you want when you grow up, which really isn't true, by the way. Um, But you have to have a plan and really forecast, like, how much money's coming in, what's going out, how much... Do I need for living expenses if in if you have a family and spouse? Like you have to juggle that before you just selfishly decide and have grandiose ideas about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up with some happy stuff. I just got back from vacation and I think uh you'd like to grill me on some. No, uh, how long were you gone? We went one full week. So we Went to Hawaii. It was our 10-year anniversary. It was amazing. We took one of the tiny roommates, she's four. Uh, we left the other one. He's only one. I was not dealing with that on a plane. Not happening. Hashtag way to go, moms. They'd actually do that. I am not one of them. Uh, flew from Tampa to San Fran, spent the night in San Fran, and then woke up and took San Fran to Hawaii uh, to kind of break it up. And we did everything. M- my husband is very adventurous, which kind of stinks sometimes because when I go on vacation, I would love to nap, get room service, get go to the spa, shopping read a book no we fucking we went snorkeling we went uh i didn't have to hike he was nice enough to drive me up a mountain um that was fun 
We swam with manta rays. Oh, best part of the story. So I did the excursion and shelled out the cash to do the manta ray night swim. Took our four-year-old, had to make her take a nap so she could stay up. It was like 7.30 at night. We go. Um, my husband's thinking that she can full-on snorkel. No, she's not going to breathe through a tube. She can barely breathe during the day. Like, she doesn't even master life skills, people. So we get in. We got our little wetsuit tops on. Will gets in first. I hand him her. She's so excited. They swim off. So on the back of the boat, when you swim with manta rays, they have these long surfboards with PVC pipe around them and lights that shine underneath. And you hold onto the PVC pipe with your mask and snorkel and you lay flat on the water on the surface. So when you look down, they're feeding the manta rays. There's just like chum or something. I don't know. It's probably like a scene for having jaws like we could have died. But you look down and you see them and they're awesome and they're like the size of freaking school buses. It's awesome. Best part of the entire trip. My four-year-old is with my husband. They're swimming ahead. I'm slow as molasses, let's be honest. And I get in and look at them. And he said, look, there's one. Look. She puts her little face in with her goggles, shoots up, gets so excited and says, mom, I saw one. I saw one. My husband again goes, wait, it's right there. Apparently one had just like come up higher from the deep. She puts her face in, Pops up immediately, turns to me. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Get me out. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Get me out. Terrified. I couldn't move because it was so funny. I started peeing my pants or peeing my bathing suit. I'm like dying laughing. He swims her back. I go and like watch for a little bit. But honestly, the size of those things, um, they get really close. They touch you and they go and they rub their bellies under the surfboard. Like they come all the way up and they scratch. So this thing is literally like a pancake flopping like right there and you hear people scream but they're wearing snorkels so all you hear is like it was hilarious and then another thing I'm a really good swimmer I was on the swim team when you get into the ocean with a snorkel and I'm trying to lay flat and there's like waves all swimming skills went out the window and I'm literally about to drown on vacation so I saw like two manta rays and then I was like okay done I'm going in swim back to the boat and let him go for the rest of the time and just hung out with my daughter. But do you, why? Do you get seasick? No. He he does when we go farther out, so he'll take something, but I've never, I love like boats and motion rides and all kinds of stuff, roller coasters. We did the whale, what, you swim with whale sharks? Oh, yeah, my mom did that. Yeah, but um, I, I, I took that medicine, so I was fine. Mm-hmm. But man... Like if I'm in the bay, I'm good. If I'm fishing, like doing like flats fishing. or just It got of, rough out there. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. I looked next to somebody. There was like a Chinese guy because it was just a big tourist group. And he just looks at me like, goodbye. You're drowning now. And I'm just sinking. And I'm like, it was nothing like Moana where you could just ride a manta ray. I'm like trying to, I don't know. This man probably... The, like, poor tour guides were just like, man, why did you sign up for this? You have no business being in the ocean if you can't swim. And I'm like, I can't swim, like, trying not to die. Did you have to wear those little foot things? <coughs> no, we only got... I don't know. I don't mean flippers, everyone out there laughing. I mean the foot little shoes. Yeah, no water shoes. We went... Those you can't swim in. They made us go barefoot. Um, it was cool. I mean, it really was cool to, like, see them and everything. They're huge. They're awesome. They're really sweet. What was the other thing we did? Um, there's no lava on the islands anymore, which kind of stunk. We realized that halfway there because um, I thought that was going to be awesome. It's not. And then you had to see the lava rock, though, which was cool. Um, and I just told my daughter that was lava anyway, and it was fine. But then you go to the luau, which is like the one thing you have to do. 
And I tell you what, you know in that Outcast song when they say big girls need loving too? They are they're talking about Hawaii. Cuz these women with the Shakira hula dance easily 350 400 pounds. And Big Mama is coming in hot for entertainment purposes. And then you see two guys that you're like, wait, are you actually a part of the show? And sure as shit, they come out and you're just like, I was like six lava flows deep, which is basically the Hawaiian version of a Miami Vice, if you've ever had one. Delish. But apparently there were people videoing the show and like the camera was near me. So the audio picked up what I was saying. Which was? Oh, not most positive commentary i'll tell you that um it made for good laughs for everybody else but i was kind of embarrassed but it's something i wouldn't have said to their face but you had fun yeah it wasn't body shaming it was just hilarious mm-hmm. um it was really good it was actually the weather was better there than it was here because apparently it was like 100 degrees it was 105 i wouldn't have gone outside ridiculous. had it, i been here oh it's just gross but, i can't do it but I have never been to Hawaii. I'd love to go. Oh, you'd love it. You're like, Will, there's a lot of stuff to do. Oh, you no. just rent a car. No, I, I do the rent a car thing, but I'm like all about not doing anything on vacation. See, that's so. what I want. Yeah. Because when we do family, and we took our daughter, but when we do a family vacation, there's like activities and everything. I just want a vacation. Do nothing. Yeah, where it's like. Like you said, just like, just lay in bed and. Go away with adult, just like maybe the lady friends. Yeah. Or like a fun couples trip where you can just drink. But couples Great trips dinner. can get a little wonky when people want to do things and you don't want to do things. I'm talking just you, spouse, a room, and yeah. then figure it out from there. We have a good group of us that we're like the youngest ones in the couples group that we have. And they're all, I want to say in their 40s. But it's funny because the guys get along and there's only really two that are semi-adventurous. And then the girls get along and there's two that pair up that are semi-adventurous too. So it's funny that like if there's a husband napping, I can go take a nap because I know the other partner is there. So it's like then like a group of us will just go to the pool and day drink or we went out like we, we've gone to Key West together, New Orleans. Like it's just such a good group because you always know you're going to have like your equivalent, whether it be female or male. Um, and it's hilarious. That's the kind of like, that's like the best group to go on vacation with. So you need one of those. You need a vacation from your vacation you just had. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard. It's cool that you got to keep one home though. So you just had the one-on-one yeah, with someone goodness. who was potty trained. That was my biggest thing. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, look, if she, which she is fully potty trained, but I mean, they're grown men that are potty trained that are still going to have accidents. So... <laughs> That was the deciding factor when we were planning the trip originally. I was like, well, I want to take her. She's never been on a plane. She's never been on vacation. She did great. Um, the time difference was a little crazy when we got back because it just sucks. You lose so much time. Yeah. Ugh. But it was really fun. So two things from me real quick. Yeah. Number one, you mentioned you want to get guests on the show. Yes. Um, I've got two interested. Okay. Have you ever seen that guy that walks on Bayshore with his guitar? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't pick him as our guest. No, no, no. I'm just okay. curious. This is a question kind of to everyone in the world. Oh, of, round robin of the listeners. Got it. Yes. But I want to know that story. He walks Bayshore every morning. <coughs> he has a guitar, and he just smiles, and he plays his guitar, and he just walks Bayshore. 
All right. So I'm curious about that. Other thing I uh, would love some feedback on is uh, all the financial companies, like investments, like Raymond James and all these big companies that have a million fucking conferences. I have people, I see people going to conferences, I feel like every other week. Yeah. What the hell are you doing at conferences? So we can talk about that because I'm, conference season actually just started up. It goes it's summer crazy. to the fall and I've got a, I've got a lot. I it's travel insane. almost every week this summer. It's crazy. For a conference. But I'm talking like financial companies that are like yeah. good at like managing money, spending all this money on oh, conferences. Yeah. So as opposed to that, I'm in insurance and it's the same. But like, what, what do you, like what real benefits, their, real benefits, their not whole, just like I enjoy getting out of the house, going to the hotel and, and doing like a couple meetings. There's only two reasons really, like the underlying reasons for conferences. And this can be a two-parter so our professional friends can comment and give us questions or anything. But to me, underlining is a lot of people need CEUs, continuing education credits for whatever licensing or certification they have and the conferences is where you can get a lot of those because they have classes or educational classes or seminars and you can wrap that up all in one so a lot of people in the the industry will congregate to this event to rack up a bunch of those and then the second reason is just strictly from a marketing perspective of your clients are going to be there let's have a booth and then their ideas from a marketing standpoint are what will drive the audience to our booth at any conference, I don't care whether you're in finance or Ringling Brothers, the one thing that's going to drive business in an expo hall is your your promo item. Because if I see you walking around with a bow and arrow from the Hunger Games, I'm going to be like, where did you get that? People will see it, and it's something so crazy. They're like, damn, I want one of those. And they'll be like, oh, all the way in the back corner. So now you've got people working for you. And the goal is to have conversations with potential clients or getting the word out about your business. Um, typically, it's just people coming and stealing free stuff. It's not the best idea. But then we also do have meetings with clients at these events. So we'll get some feedback on it. No, I'm just, yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to, then do you track, okay, it costs X, Y, Z. You have to be able to make it make sense financially. Yeah. I just don't get it. Because I know how much those booths are. They're expensive. Yeah. And I know how much it costs to travel. If I get one, if we got, we don't really need that much. But if I was, let's say I had no business and was with a company, if I got one meeting face-to-face or one conversation that led to a meeting, that solidifies your whole reason for being there right then because that gets you in the door. And if you're a good, not so much salesperson, but good at what you do and understand how you can let somebody know cost versus benefit of using them, sold there's no they're closed because they're going to use us that gets you in the door by meeting them in person so i think we need to have another kind of beginning of an episode about this because i have different thoughts on um there's still the shit show side of it well yeah but but there's still there's there's like an advancement in the whole etiquette of a conference and the strategy of how to get the most out of it and i've been to a that's what, and I think you'd be a good source for me to talk to because I, I have not done it. Yeah, yeah. And it just baffles me. Yeah, so, um, But you bring up good points about continuing education. You bring up good points about you know the clients or customers are going to be there. Yep. I just, from what I've seen booths cost and travel and paying people to be there and food allotment and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I just, 
have my own kind of like theories on if you took that money and spent it differently and went directly to these companies over a certain amount of time, you'd probably get that same benefit, but even more of like a personal relationship because you're really engaging directly with a, a target client as opposed to just, like you said, a promo item. People come in. and But you could pay someone. So I have a, besides my full-time job, I have a relationship where I'm basically comped on business development. So even you could just decide, well, I'm not going to pay all the crap that goes with the conference, but I'm going to pay someone a piece of the business that brings me new clients. And you can have that relationship set up like as a contractor. And that way you get the most bang out of your buck because you don't pay that person until you have business. I think that's the best way to go for small businesses. That sounds like for me, like, cause people, it doesn't make sense to go to a whole conference and not have anything prepared before you go, have no meetings set up, like nothing. And there's other things to do at conferences. You can get expo passes where you don't have to pay for the whole thing, but you get to walk around the expo. There are things you can just go for the day and meet somebody at a Starbucks for a, like, if you know they're going to be there, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. No, I think that'd be good for me, at least. I think people would like to hear your side of it. Yeah. I feel like I'd, I'd be a decent uh, devil's advocate yeah. on that because I just don't understand it. And so. let's, we got to have... People that are listening to not just topics, but questions, since we just had that good conversation, business questions and um, just fun parenting questions too. So send those and we'll review them and get those out for next week too. Yes. And it was a little bit of a break and we apologize, but you know, sometimes breaks are good. Yeah. Um, and until next time, I believe that was episode four and we will yes. trim that bad boy down to right around 30 minutes, I think. So. Until next time, it was a fun, fun time. We have new coffee cups, right? Yes. Good for me, not for you. I will post a picture. It's fabulous. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, it's amazing. Go give us a review. Uh, Facebook and Instagram us. Send us messages. Share it with your friends. And we promise not to quit our job until this has a million followers. Yeah. Come on, guys. We, we want to be here for you. <laughs> All right? All right. Bye.